Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. Welcome to Miracle Internet Church. We've made it all the way to the month of October. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. God is so good, and he's been with us every step of the way. Amen? I pray that you um, that you listened, that you recast, rather, the message from Sunday. And that you answered those questions because the Lord really wanted answers from every single person to those, to those questions that were asked. Amen. Amen. It's important. It's important to the Lord and it's important to you. So we just want to welcome you and a special welcome to all of our first time listeners. We are a Christian Protestant internet church and we meet on the internet every Wednesday evening and Friday evening at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the United States, and whatever time that happens to be where you are. Amen? Praise the Lord. And we're so grateful that you chose to join us. Amen? It's a privilege and honor to worship with the body of Christ all over the world and to honor Jesus. Amen? We love him, and we know that he loves us. Also... If you are not familiar with our chat room, we invite you to join us in our chat room. Our chat room is located on our webpage. Page is www.miracleinternetchurch.com. That's miracleinternetchurch.com. It may be accessed uh, on your tablet, on your computer, your laptop, or through your cell phone, amen? Just use your browser. And when the page comes up across the banner, you'll see MIC Radio Chat. Click that link, and it will open. When it does, click Guest. When the page changes, sign in using your name. Hit Enter, and then go to the appropriate spot, and say hi to everyone in the chat room, and they'll say hi back to you. Amen? Praise the Lord. We're a very welcoming group. For those of you who are using your cell phones, when the page comes up, you'll see three white lines across a black background. Click the three white lines, and they will open up all the other links to you. Go to MIC Radio Chat, and you may sign in too. Amen? Praise the Lord. So, saints, um, we have um, we have the privilege of communicating with each other frequently. And during the course of this week, I posted several FYIs in the MIC radio chat. If you did not see them when they were posted, I want to alert you to that so that you can, uh, at your leisure, take your time and go back and scroll up and I suggest at this point that you use a computer to do that, a laptop at least to do that, and scroll up and find out what they were. Amen? Uh, There were at least three. One was a link, and the other two were the entire article posted. Amen? 
Praise God. Very important that we keep up with what's going on in the world around us. We wouldn't want to be caught off guard for any reason. Amen? And we also have uh, some people that are in the hospital. And so tonight I will pray for those that are in the hospital. Amen? Amen. You know, um, there are people who have physical infirmity in their body, and they need the support of the body of Christ. And so tonight we're going to do that. Amen? We're going to continue with the subject matter that the Lord has for us because he's very serious about it. If you recall, governments all over the world and organizations chose to use fear, terror, harassment, and intimidation to force people to get the jab, to take the shot. And God is adamant that his people cannot walk in fear, not fear of the government, not fear of an organization or people or anyone or any event. He's very adamant about it. He's very, very serious. And so we should take this uh, correction. We should take this encouragement. We should take this warning as he issues it. Fear cannot be a part of our lives on any level. And while we may have to work to be free, it's worth the effort. We want to live lives that are pleasing to the Lord. And over the time that I've been the pastor and when Pastor Pat was here, God was serious, very, very serious about this fear issue. You know, some people come up and they sit and they listen and they hear the message, but then they don't do anything about it. They heard it, and so it falls like words on deaf ears. But Jesus is not in the words on deaf ears program. And neither should you be. What he speaks, he intends He intends for you to take him seriously. And so I want to encourage everyone to actively do something other than whine about your fears. To actively do something about your, the fear in your life. Whining is not the answer. The Lord is not interested in that nor murmuring or complaining or ignoring it continually. Those are not viable answers. So I would encourage everyone to go to the Lord, make some progress in that direction. In your prayer closet, make some progress about dealing with your fears. Amen? Amen. God loves us all. And he's pleased that we are growing. And and God wants us to live the life he called us to live. Amen? He wants us to live the life he called us to live. That's the life he blesses. Amen? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come before you thanking you for an opportunity to correct 
areas of our lives and bring them to a place where they are pleasing to you, productive for us and pleasing to you. We ask you, Lord, to continually shine your light on our lives, on every area of our lives, Lord, and help us to see each area of our lives in the light of truth. It has been my prayer continually that each of us would see each area of our lives in the light of truth, where there's no shadow of turning, where there's no compromise, where there's no deceit, just the truth. Decisions are made when we're engulfed in the truth. So, Father, we thank you for that. And we ask you, Lord, to help us to humble ourselves. Some of us are so accustomed to walking around, uh, carrying our own burdens, that we pretend that we don't know that you said to cast our cares upon you. But that's not the truth, Lord. You have told us repeatedly. You've explained to us that's a method of walking in humility with you, to cast our care upon you. So, Lord, we're coming to you yet again tonight to hear what you would say to us concerning fear in every area of our lives. There are some of us, there are situations that we work very differently Uh, very hard to avoid because of the fear that's in our lives. Some of us will do almost anything not to have to face certain situations. You don't want us to be that way. You want us to be open and free to follow your instructions, whatever they may be. So we acknowledge before you, Father, that avoidance is not overcoming necessarily. Avoidance is not necessarily victory. You died to give us the victory. God, the overcomer, lives within us. So we want to thank you, Lord, for helping us to grow, helping us to understand, helping us to trust you and to obey your word. We lift up to you those, Father, who have severe infirmities and are in a nursing home or a hospital and they're connected to this ministry. We ask you, Lord, to touch their bodies, but more importantly, touch their spirits and their souls. We ask you to communicate with them, Lord. Some of them need to come to repentance for sin. Some need to come to repentance. Some need a greater degree of humility and submission. Some need to acknowledge that they've actually done something to precipitate the situation that they are in. But, Lord, whatever the need be, 
We know that you are our need supplier, that you supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus our Lord. If we need to learn things to grow up, Lord, we need to learn them. So we thank you, Lord. Your mercy is fresh and new every morning, and you are so very faithful to us. You are so very faithful to us, Lord. We thank you. We thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ. We thank you for the armor of God. We thank you that you gird our loins about with the spirit of truth, that you've given to us the breastplate of righteousness, and that our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We thank you, Lord, that you've enabled us to take the shield of faith, wherewith we are able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. We wear the helmet of salvation, and we take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. We thank you, Lord, that you put a hedge about us. We're covered in the blood of Jesus. We are the head and not the tail. We are above only and not beneath. Not because we're so great, It's because you're great. It's because you are great. No weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper. So, Father, we thank you for the armor. We thank you for the blood. We thank you for the promises of your word, the power that's in the word of God to transform, not just situations around us or situations in our lives, but to transform us. We thank you for that, Father. You are our shepherd, and we shall not want. So we cast down every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and we bring every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. We cast all of our cares upon you because we know that you care for us. We want to thank you for divine health because by the stripes of Jesus Christ, we have been healed. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, all of his evil angels, evil spirits, all of the demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, And we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous in Jesus' name. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name, and we bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. And we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and their powers in Jesus' name. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. 
We bind rape and murder to its strong men and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, listeners, reporters, watchers, peeps, whispers, familiar demons, any demon that has shown up on our property. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ, and we chain you with eternal chains under darkness. We bind all electronic, digital demons, technology demons, Leviathan spirits, brainwashing spirits, kundalini spirits and their attacks, water and marine spirits and their attacks, sex devils and their attacks, unclean spirits and their attacks, passive devils and their attacks, all sorcery devils and their attacks, pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence, smart dust, seducing, womanizing, drone, whoredom spirits, and their attacks. We bind all electromagnetic attacks, smart technology attacks, techno-paganism, and mind control by the occult. We bind force feedback, cyber stalking, cyber sex, cyber sex crimes, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits, which manipulate modern technology, pulsed microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems and brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy microwave weapons, and binding all vibrations, which are demons. We take authority, dominion, and power over the Havana syndrome, brain changes, injuries, all remote viewing, all sonic and audio weapons, in the name of Jesus Christ, all the voices of the stranger, the charmer, the seducer, and their attacks. All targeted radio frequency, all pulse weapons and their attacks, all microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequencies. All of these things, every audio attack, we bind it in the name of Jesus Christ. And we send it back from whence it came, Father, according to the covenant, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. Father, in the name of Jesus, we forgive our brethren who have spoken ill and often out of turn. And in their speaking, they have opened places for the enemy to attack us. We forgive them. We place them in your hand, and we thank you for your adjudication in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. We bind the voices of the stranger in their attacks, and we bind all the energy attacks coming from the satellite, from the cell tower, and through our devices in Jesus' name. We bind hypnotic and trance devils, rituals in their intent. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind all microwave frequency weapons and 5G and its components. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts, Buddhist black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European. Celtic, 
Native American, tribal groups, indigenous groups, isolated groups, Indonesian, Malaysian, Chinese, Japanese, or Vietnamese, Taiwanese. All Asian or Russian Arctic Antarctic Australian New Zealand North American, South American, Caribbean, Jamaican, Latin American, and any other group that was not named. All their black and white magic, wherever it is practiced, voodoo and hoodoo in Jesus' name. Every occult practice that is done on the planet, underneath the sea, and in the airways, we bind it in the name of Jesus Christ. We chain it with eternal chains unto darkness. We render it into the spiritual cage filled with the fire of God in Jesus' holy name. We bind all Morgellons attacks and we return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal form. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, and hyperactivity. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect. We bind all satanic ritual abuse, devils, satanic worship, and witchcraft dedications. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits. We bind spirits of infirmity. If you're sick, We're binding spirits of infirmity right now. Be in agreement. We bind spirits of supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind you in Jesus' name. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, Lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, besmirch, monitor, track, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, assassinate, corrupt, divide, confound, undermine, attack, reproach, despise, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We return in Lucy's attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools, the spirit of the fool, the fool's anger, and we bind the carnal mind in Jesus' name. We return to sender according to the covenant all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, retaliation, all avenging, all blowback. 
all vengeance, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, astral projection, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person or unrighteous event left behind. Binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, tending the New World Order, New Age Movement, and the Great Reset. We bind make-believe, fantasy, fables, enchantment. The fantasy world in the mind. We bind it in Jesus' name. We bind the fantasy world in the mind in the name of Jesus. We bind false religions, numerology, horoscopes, the spirits and works of the oppressors, the spirit and the children of disobedience. We bind martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic spirits and practices. We bind lewdness, perversion. The outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting. Some of you, uh, you've told me in the past you've uh, perceived a haunting going on in your life. You need to come into agreement so that can come to an end. In the name of Jesus, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, defilement by wizards, we bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the king of pride, and we chain him and his agents with eternal chains under darkness in Jesus' name. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, fecal, and soulish sacrifices in Jesus' name. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, nature worship, deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls. Now, those of you that have been abused financially, you've been abused financially, you've been abused psychologically, you've been abused physically, And in all other forms of abuse, you need to be in agreement. We bind all forms of abuse, all trolls, all fear, all combative jealousy, all fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptations to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Basilic, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, Isis, Osiris, all gods and all goddesses, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and his 72. And we bind the 72 yet again and chain them all in eternal chains under darkness in Jesus' name. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, prompters, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, or whatever the demonic weapon is, 
and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources in Jesus' name. We break the power of every Masonic ritual, rite, ceremony, and power in Jesus' name, including those used by associated organizations. We bind the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, and the grips in Jesus' name. We bind the pledge in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the pledge in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We bind the pledge. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And all of their prayers that they pray over their family members in the name of Jesus. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the pride and foolishness of our own opinions the work of errors in our lives, and we return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head, according to the scripture. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We Some of you have traditions and culture customs, and they've just been in your life for as long as you can remember. But they're not rooted in righteousness. They're rooted in sin. You need to go to the Lord concerning these things. Amen? Don't just sit there like a lump on a log. You need to go to the Lord. That's an area for you to pray about. Amen? Praise the Lord. We've already come into agreement with what God wants. Join us. We we bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassment, and witchcraft back on their own heads as well as their mind control. In Jesus' name, we bind all witchcraft coming from Japanese Buddhists in Jesus' name. And we return to the sender according to the covenant in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. We bind every reprisal and retribution, counterattack, and retaliation from the Japanese Buddhists in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. Thank you, Father, for your holy angels attending to our prayers in Jesus' name. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief, and we ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, undo heavy burdens, let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief whom we serve and obey. We disconnect from ourselves. Every demon that followed us, was sent to us, 
are transferred to us in the name of Jesus. We disconnect from you now. We bind you. We put you into the spiritual cage, and we send you to the feet of Jesus to be judged before your time. Amen. Thank you, Lord. All spirits coming through the computer or the cell phone that uh, when we opened our pages up, yes, demons transfer through technology. Yes, they do. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all who are in authority and all true Christians everywhere, especially Christians that are being persecuted. They're being persecuted everywhere on the globe. They're being persecuted. And those that were left behind in Afghanistan, though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you, Lord, will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. Father, we cover ourselves in the blood of Jesus Christ. We cover our vehicles, every part of our vehicle, whatever they may be, whatever our transport is at that moment, and the road in which we travel with the blood of Jesus. All of those attacks on our vehicles, we return them from whence they came in the name of Jesus Christ. And we return them according to the covenant in Jesus' name. Every attack that's been taking place against our vehicles, we send it right back right now in the name of Jesus Christ. We take authority, dominion, and power over animals, demons, and other objects in the road so that they do not cross our path in Jesus' name. Amen. Other objects that are in the road mm -hmm, that have no business being there. Amen. Amen. We bind. We bind poor driving habits by people everywhere, whether they be in the sky, on the water, beneath the water, on the earth, on the roadway, in uncharted territories. We bind their poor driving habits and their inconsideration of other persons. We cover ourselves and our properties with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over all demons of the night, bad dreams, nightmares, all sex dreams, anyone or anything trying to get into our dreams. We send all those dreams right back to the sender in the name of Jesus, according to the covenant. Everything that happened in the dream, the entire dream, however the dream found us, we return it. Our door is closed. You have no opening, no channel to us in the name of Jesus. And we command them to stay away in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. We ask for and we thank you for your warrior angels protecting us and our property and everything that pertains to us. As we sleep in Jesus' name, we thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with the glory in the midst. 
We thank you for your warring linking angels around us. We thank you, Lord, for your ministering spirit. We thank you for the praising angels. We thank you for your very presence in our midst, Lord. We worship you. We pull out. We pull out every voodoo pen right now in the name of Jesus, and we return it from whence it came. Every voodoo pen, every fiery dart, all needles, fears, all voodoo and witchcraft, and we return the curses. The curse causeless shall not alight. We return them. God didn't order them. We didn't call for them. We send them back wherever they came from in the name of Jesus, according to the covenant. We bind the devils in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep, and the doors of our lives are closed to them. Amen. The doors of our lives, even our ancestral doors, are closed to them in the name of Jesus Christ. We burn and tear down all ungodly silver cords, ley lines, soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, every form of agreement with the demonic realm. We sever it now in the name of Jesus Christ. We break down walls of protection around shamanists, globalists, nanotechnology, Satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, sorcerers, divinators, and liars in the name of Jesus. And we break the power of love spells, vexes, hexes, curses, psychic prayers, witchcraft, sorcery, charms, fetishes, all voodoo, mind control, brain frequency meditations, torment. Bewitchment, destruction, incense and candle burning, incantations, all chanting, ungodly blessing. Oh, la, 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 la. We bind the queen of the coast in the name of Jesus. We bind the works of the witches, the warlocks, the wizards, and such as they are vying for powers this month in Jesus' name. We bind them. We chain them with eternal chains unto darkness. We put them in the spiritual cage in Jesus' name, and we place them all into the hands of God the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Every ungodly thing they do, we call it to naught in Jesus' name. Their cauldrons are emptied out. Their inventive ways of transferring evil spirits, we return to them in the name of Jesus Christ. We send it right back from whence it came. They have no order from the throne of God to do such. We bind bullying in the name of Jesus Christ, of eliciting fear and bringing others subject to one's evil, wicked demons. 
We bind it in the name of Jesus Christ. We chain it with eternal chains under darkness. We bind bullying within family relationships in Jesus' holy name. We bind our tribal rituals and sins in the name of Jesus Christ, coming against the people of God in Jesus' holy name. We bind all jealousy, all envy, all hatred, all wizardry, all hate and bitterness and murder. We destroy your work in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, in the name of Jesus, we take authority, dominion, and power over all the dog walkers. You know, they come and bring their pet on our property to defecate in order to leave a curse. We send it back right where it came from, to the instruments of wickedness in the name of Jesus Christ. And not only do we pray, Father, but we act in the authority that we have here in the earth. In municipalities, we contact the proper law enforcement and we file a complaint in Jesus' name. We take authority, dominion, and power over spiritual dullness, and we bind spiritual dullness and a lack of spiritual perception in Jesus' name. Father, we confess our own and the sins of our fathers and mothers and their treachery which they have committed against you, and wherein they walked contrary to you. And therefore, the enemies showed up. Their hearts were uncircumcised, and there is punishment. So, Father, we repent of the sins of our ancestors. We repent of the sins of our relatives that are living now that are still affecting our lives. We want no part of the sin. Not only them, but our spouses, former sexual partners, anyone that we idolize, and their ancestors going all the way back to Adam and Eve. 
Father, we receive that Jesus Christ did on the cross, as it is mentioned in Galatians 13 and 14, freeing us from those curses that result in Jesus' name. We forgive them and their participation in iniquity and sin. We separate ourselves and every facet of our lives from their sin and their iniquity and our own past sin and iniquity. In Jesus' name. We lift holy hands before you, Father, without wrath, And without doubting, we thank you that the word of God is truth, and he whom the Son sets free is free indeed. We thank you for our freedom in Jesus Christ. Amen. We love you, Lord. Amen and amen. Everybody said amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, saints, tonight, You know, I feel like I need to say this. There are physical infirmities in some of our bodies that are directly connected to the sins of our forefathers. And the parts of our bodies that are affected correspond or correlate to the sin that was committed. So when you go into your prayer closet, you need to discuss this with the Lord openly. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I come to you. Amen? Amen. You're supposed to be in divine health. We've preached about health. We've preached about healing. We're supposed to be moving toward divine health, and we're supposed to Take hold of it by faith to the point that it fully manifests in the natural. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. We're supposed to get to full manifestation. That's right. That's exactly what it's supposed to be. We're supposed to get to full manifestation. Jesus didn't walk around the earth limping, talking about his back was hurting. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. We take authority, dominion, and power, Father, over inflammation in our bodies, especially mild chronic inflammation. We bind it in the name of Jesus Christ, and we command it to come up and out of it. Now, in Jesus' name, 
all that inflammation. You come out now. You can't hide. You can't hide underneath diabetes. You can't hide behind hypertension. You can't hide behind kidney disease or any other disease or ailment. You come out in the name of Jesus Christ. Every infirmity that's attacking us, every demon spirit that's at the base of our spine, I take authority, dominion, and power over it right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you, Father, for your angels releasing their swords against it in the name of Jesus Christ, and I command it to come up and out of everybody right now. In Jesus' name, be bound, go into the cage to the feet of Jesus for judgment. Everything in the lower part of the back, in the lower part of the back and in your spine, you come out. Come out of God's people. You have no right to be there. Their bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost, and they are the personal property of Jesus Christ. Come out of their bodies. That means you'll need to take a deep breath and cough without pastor having to tell you to do it. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Take a deep breath and cough. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we ask you. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we, we lift up our blood and our bloodstream to you. Hey, the flowing of the blood in our bodies. We lift up our blood. You told us the life is in the blood. We lift up our blood to you. Healing in our blood, Lord. Healing in our blood. Healing in our blood, Lord. Healing in our blood. Healing in our blood. We praise you, Lord, for healing in our blood. We thank you, Lord, for healing in our blood. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You got a sickle cell trait in your family line. You need to be worshiping the Lord right now. And thank him for the healing in your bloodline. Well, saints, tonight we're going to continue with um, what the Lord was talking to us tonight. Amen.
Our featured psalm for this evening's worship service is Psalm 25. And our verse for meditation comes from the New Testament, the book of Matthew, chapter 3, verse 11. Our featured ebook is Double Minded Man, Spiritually Unstable. This is why some of us don't have the answers that we need as and in a in a manner that uh, or a time frame that we think might be appropriate because some of us vacillate we go back and forth back and forth back and forth the bible says when we do that we should not expect to receive any from god amen so we need to read this book on being double minded so that the lord can strengthen us and help us amen Our guest call-in number remains, area code 319-527-6235, and press 1. Area code 319-527-6235, and press 1. As a matter of fact, thank you, Holy Spirit, in your cell phone, Miracle Internet Church ought to be right in there with the rest of the contacts. That's right. If we're not listed in the contacts in your cell phone, we need to be. And the telephone number is area code 319-527-6235. And if you have notes in there, put in there to press 1. You know, there is a time, Saints, when we will need to do some maintenance on the site. So, we will continue, but you will need to have to use your phone. And it ought to, the number ought to automatically be in your phone. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Sometimes we have to service the website. And so the phone number needs to be in your phone. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. So tonight, God's talking to us about do not fear. Do not fear. And he's very serious about it. Do not fear. Amen? Do not fear. Amen. We talked last time. Fear, we covered a lot of information, but we talked about how serious it is to have fear in our lives and that fear will spiritually immobilize us. It will spiritually immobilize us. God will give us a command and we won't be able to do a thing. Because fear will have us in its grip. And we are not to allow such a situation to be in our lives. And if it is there, we are not to allow it to continue in the name of Jesus Christ. We went to several scriptures. I won't go back to them now. If you'd like to hear them again, you may recast Wednesday's broadcast. But God has said to us, 
from the book of Isaiah. That was Isaiah 51, where that particular reference was from, that we're not to fear the reproach or the insult or the verbal attacks of people. Folk get up and say this about you on Facebook. We're not supposed to be afraid of what they can say or do or at any other gathering where there are people to hear anything. We're not to be afraid nor confused nor insulted about their insults because there will be insults and plenty of them. Their devious little attacks that they do spreading lies about us, scandalizing our names and reputations and what we stand for. We're not supposed to become fearful or withdrawn or intimidated or bullied because of these things, no matter what they say in the halls at school. We're not supposed to be jostled by their... um continual mocking and scorning. You know, they get in their little insecure cliques, and then they talk about you because you're different from them. That's not supposed to phase us. We're supposed to bind them up and bind them up and bind their mouths because it's just demons manifesting and they're in agreement with the demons. Amen? Amen. Wherever we are, we're not to be intimidated. You know there are people that will use finances as a means of manipulating you. There are finances that people use to manipulate you. They know family members do this. They know you have a need. They've got, the, they've got the finances to help you, but they want to manipulate you in exchange for the finances. They want to run your life, tell you what you need to do. They don't care for you listening to Jesus. They want you to do what they think you ought to do. Amen? That's not the love of God. That's witchcraft. I was on the Internet on the way to an article, and I ran across this this title about this particular event where the young lady was marrying the man, her intended, and his family wanted the wedding ceremony to suit them. So they were parlaying and using as bait finances to help pay for the ceremony so they could have what they wanted. The ceremony couldn't reflect the couple. No, it had to it had to be what they wanted. They weren't gifting anybody. They were manipulating somebody. And that's just one example. There are so many others that it's not funny. Saints, don't ever let anybody use money to try to manipulate you. I can remember back when I was in my early college days, I had a boyfriend. 
and he was graduating, you Jesus. And he wanted to manipulate me to marry him. He wanted me to drop my course of education and marry him because he was leaving. And so his his bright idea was to try to manipulate me by telling me he would provide me, since he had gotten this nice job in another state, that he would provide me with money and credit cards. And my thought was, well, if I stay in school, I'll have a better salary than him, and I can get my own credit card. That was my thinking. People are underhanded. They're divisive. They're ugly. They do ugly things. They have ugly spirits. And they're often in agreement with those spirits. Some of the most treacherous foolishness I have ever seen is that evil working in family groups. They won't help you with your light bill, but they want you to do such and such and such and such. Don't fall for that. Don't fall for that, you around. You have a heavenly father who loves you and provides for your needs if you decide to put your faith and trust in him. Don't let people manipulate you with money and gifts. They're not supposed to be asking for something in return for a gift that they gave. If they do, give the gift right back to them. No, thank you. I cannot accept this. I have a check in my spirit from the throne of God. No, I cannot receive this. It doesn't matter how old you are. They do this in elementary school. Yes, they're demons in elementary school. Do not allow people to twist you around, manipulate you, use you, dangle you like a puppet on a string using gifts and finances and other favors. They do this on jobs. Amen? You are not supposed to be a partaker of other men's sins. That's what the Bible says. You are not to be a partaker of other men's sins. Stay holy, church. Stay holy. We should never fear man because in comparison with God, man is weak and insignificant. It's only dust anyway. There is absolutely nothing for us to fear. There is nothing man can say or do to us that can destroy us. Our lives are in God's hands. Amen? They will attempt to deceive you because they're in the lap of the deceiver themselves. Amen? They will use the spirit of fear to oppress you until it produces a stronghold in your mind. So at the end of the day, you're supposed to cut yourself free from all of those entanglements anyway, every single day of your life, in Jesus' name. 
You're supposed to cut yourself free from all of those entanglements in Jesus' name. Jesus has promised to be with us and not only to protect us, but to give us victory over all of our enemies. We are to be in a relationship with him so that we know that we know that he is with us and we are in him and he is in us and there will be no fear when we trust him. Amen. He will not fail us in any way. He won't give up on us and he will not leave us without support. He'll never leave us helpless and just walk away and do nothing. The Bible says that the Lord is our helper. The Lord is our helper. We're not to have fear or dread or to be terrified for any reason. We talked about the fact that fear will hinder us from taking possession of our spiritual inheritance that Jesus Christ died for us to have. So, we're not going to have a fear of want, fear of demons. We're not going to have a fear of demons. We're not going to have a fear of demons. Ever in Jesus' name. We're not going to have a free a fear of man or a fear of death or a fear of anything else. Amen. We shall not be afraid of the terror that happens in the nighttime or the evil plots and slanders of the wicked. Because that's what they're going to do. We should expect it. Amen? When the enemy comes to attack, we need to be so centered in Jesus, so focused on him, that the warfare becomes easy. Because we know that the demons are nothing and we already have power and authority over them. And we have every intention of exercising power and authority in Jesus' name. So, saints, when you have adverse circumstances, whatever the circumstance may be, another thing, when you do finally go to the doctor, to find out what that annoying thing is, and they come back with an ill report, you bind that thing up right there in the name of Jesus Christ. You don't go home going, oh, I'm going to die. Oh, I'm going to die. Well, the Bible already tells you that death is a part of the situation to begin with. When you were born, there was a time to be born and a time to die. Come on. It's not shocking to you. You've known it all along. People don't stay down here forever. At some point, you're going to leave this planet, 
and go one of two places. Amen. So if they tell you you're going to die, well, that shouldn't be shocking. You already know that. But they can't dictate to you how you're going to leave. Amen. Amen. Do not sit there and mull over what they said over and over and no, that's why you have Second Corinthians ten and five. No, don't do that. Because it will cause a place and open door for the spirit of fear to attack your mind. And then you'll be immobilized. And you won't be able to do anything. And if it if if it, the circumstances are such and the Lord allows and the Lord says, okay, go on and get that surgery they said to get, you'll be too scared to call the doctor and tell him to make the appointment. Why? Come on, saints. You've got more power than that. Use your power. You go to the doctor, they tell you, they show you the x-rays, they say, whatever, you do your warfare right there on the spot. If the Holy Spirit says, okay, go get admitted to the hospital, do thus, thus, and thus, then you get up off your tutti-frutti and go do it without fear. Amen? Don't go home and sit there for a month going, oh, oh, Really? That's not faith. Amen. You don't sit there and just sit there and like you're you're spellbound or something. No. You knew before you went that the fight was on. You should have gone in there. Spiritual warfare, spiritual warfare, spiritual warfare, all the way through, all the way through, all the way through, without ceasing, without ceasing, without ceasing. The Bible says pray without ceasing. Amen? (laughs) Amen? Find yourself suddenly on a gurney. In a hospital, you do spiritual warfare. You, How did I get here? You do spiritual warfare. You start pleading the blood of Jesus right then and there. You don't wait for, for somebody to come down the hall and roll you into a room. Come on, saints. You know what to do. You just need to do it. If we allow fear and unbelief to keep us from what God has for us, Really, you can't blame it on the devil. It's nobody's fault but our own. Really. Nobody can talk about future ailments in your life. They don't call your future. God does. And you need to line your little mouth up with God's mouth using his word. Come into agreement with him. Amen. You're supposed to possess what Jesus Christ died for you to have. He had to die for you to get this. Don't just sit there like, oh, what am I going to do? 
You're going to do spiritual warfare. That's what you're going to do. Amen? You see, Joshua and Caleb were fearless. They said that we ought to go up at once and possess the land because God's given it to us and we're well able to conquer this. We can do this because God's given it to us. Their defenses are gone, and we can go in and take the land. Isn't it interesting? There are always going to be somebody that can see it God's way. Why can't that person be you? Someone be you. Amen? The people were fearful because they were looking at the power and strength of their enemies, or so they thought. David looked at Goliath, but that didn't slow him down. Why can't you act like David? Think about it. There is another perspective, another point of view that leads to victory. Take that. Amen? Praise the Lord. You can't walk walk around in this day and time being afraid of the people of the land. Every country has got wicked people in it, and a lot of them are in government. Every country, I don't care which one you're in, there are wicked people in government there. That's the way the devil set this thing up. But there's going to be a time he wishes he hadn't. So don't think because you live over here that you don't have any problems. You know there are Canadians that still have that mindset, that passive mindset. Oh, we're peaceful people, and we don't this and we don't that and we don't the other. But then Trudeau is up there taking your gun. He doesn't want you to have a gun. He doesn't want you to protest. He doesn't want, and then freezing the people's money in their checking accounts and their savings accounts. Come on, folks, wake up. It's daytime. You need to have peace with God, but you need to be on guard and you need to fight the fight of faith. You're so peaceful. The kingdom of God suffereth violence. And the violent take it by force. Amen? So, we need to refuse, and I do mean refuse, vehemently refuse, vehemently refuse to give in to a spirit of fear. We need to run fear out of our lives. We need to possess the inheritance that Jesus died for us to have. That means fear has got to be run out. Just like the Israelites supposed to go in and run those people out of the land, they were supposed to conquer those people, you need to get your fear conquered. Jesus did not call you to walk around the earth with a spirit of fear, period. Jesus Christ has destroyed the works of the devil, stripping him of his power and has given us power over all the power of the enemy. 
Jesus Christ has placed his miracle-working power within us and promised to drive out our enemies. Amen? And promised to drive out our enemies. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 7. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 7. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. He is the Lord thy God who smites. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. Somebody needs to highlight this in their Bible. Amen? Somebody needs to highlight this in their Bible because they're forever running from folks. Wicked folks, there's plenty of them on the planet. Look anywhere, you'll find them. Amen? God has made us to be like him. He has given us mighty weapons of warfare and spiritual armor, protecting us from the enemy. He has sent us forth into the nations of the earth and commanded us to take possession of the land. Amen. Mark chapter 16, verse 15. The Gospel of Mark. Chapter 16, verse 15. Some of you are too much of a chicken. You won't even um, witness properly to your own family members, your own siblings that you grew up with. Now, you'll get in a fuss with them. You'll have an argument going with them. You'll decide you're not talking to them for a week, but you won't witness the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to them. What is the problem? Amen. What is the problem? Mark chapter 16, verse 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Well, that includes your siblings and your other relatives and some more people. Amen? Go ye into all the world. Tell them about Jesus. You don't have to tell them about their demons. They already know they have demons. And if they don't, they'll soon find out. However, the church is, has become so bound by a spirit of fear that we have not taken possession of the land. We have been afraid of man and intimidated by Satan and his principalities and have failed to claim the spiritual territory that belongs to us. We have been too afraid to pursue the enemy to fight until he was totally destroyed and to take the spoils of victory. 
Satan wants you to become so bound by a spirit of fear that you are literally unable to take possession of God's promises. He wants you to become paralyzed with fear so you no longer look to God and trust him to meet your needs. And if you're already in that predicament, you need to repent right this very moment. When you face circumstances which in the natural would cause you to become fearful, for example, facing a serious disease or facing serious financial problems or a dangerous situation or some unexpected problem, Satan will attack your mind. He's coming after your mind. He's coming after your mind. He's going to manipulate your feelings and emotions. You may as well know it. That's what he's going to do, and you're not supposed to let him do it. Amen? Praise the Lord. And he, when he attacks your mind, it's for the purpose of hindering you from taking possession of what it is that you need. A spirit of fear will try to gain entrance into your mind through your eye gate, your ear gate, your memory, your feelings, your thoughts, your past experiences. Don't let him get away with that. Fear found its entrance into the minds of the Israelites by what they saw and what they heard. When the spies saw the strength of their enemies and the fortified cities, a spirit of fear Attack their mind. You have a helmet of salvation. Please do remember that it's still on you, that you're still wearing it, and that it does what it's supposed to do when you walk in faith. Instead of rejecting the fear and getting their eyes on God, who had rolled back the Red Sea and miraculously delivered them out of Egypt, They allowed their minds to be controlled, controlled by a spirit of fear. They allowed it to happen. They didn't stop it at its onset. So if you've done that and you have, you need to repent right now. Amen. 2 Timothy 1, verse 7, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, because I'm telling you, if you don't shut the enemy down at the onset, he is going to build a stronghold in your mind. He's not going to fail to do that. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. He's going to attack your mind. Amen. 
When they returned to give their report, they caused the spirit of bread until the whole camp of Israel was full of fear. Now, did that please God? No, it didn't. Numbers chapter 13, verse 31. Numbers chapter 13, verse 31. But the men that went up with him said, We be not able to go up against the people. Why? For they are stronger than we. They were convinced of it. They hadn't tried it out to see if that was the truth. No, they convinced themselves of a lie. They lied to themselves and convinced themselves of a lie. That's dangerous. The people heard fear-filled words, and the spirit of fear entered their hearts and minds until they were controlled and dominated by a spirit of fear. When a family member wants to control you, they're going to come with some harassing intimidation. There is no need for you to back down. God has already called you to the battle. Come on now, let's be real about it. Even when Joshua, Caleb, and Moses reassured them that God was with them and would give them victory over their enemies, their hearts and minds were so controlled by fear, they were spiritually immobilized. They were unable to release their faith and trust God to fulfill his promise to them. Now, if you want to be truthful, you can admit that that's happened to you before already. But you ought to be confessing that it will never happen to you again in Jesus' name. It's happened to you already. You stand there and you're you're so overwhelmed by the fear that suddenly you don't know what to do about anything. You don't remember a scripture you've ever learned. You don't know what to stand. You nothing. It's just like you're blank, like you've never been to Miracle Outreach Ministry. You've never been to Miracle Internet Church. You stand there and literally just about shaking your shoes. I'm so scared of you. I'm so scared of you. I'm so scared of you. Would you stop that? That's not of God. That is not Jesus. That is sin. Amen? You sit in the doctor's office. You're sitting up on that table. I wonder what they're going to say. I wonder what they're going to say. That is sin. Stop that. Amen. The spirit of fear spreads like a deadly cancer. Those who are controlled by it will cause others to become fearful and unbelieving. That's what the January 6th uh, committee is supposed to do. Yeah, that's what they're supposed to be doing. They're supposed to show you that they can wield all this power 
and this and that, and we're going to show you we can take Trump down and on and on and on. So you'll back down. But you ought to have better sense in Jesus Christ than to go for that one. That is why God instructed Moses before going into battle to send those who were fearful home. Amen. Send them home. Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 8. Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 8. And the officers shall speak further unto the people, and they shall say, Man is there that is fearful and faint-hearted. About to quit. Let him go and return unto his house, lest his brethren's heart faint as well as his heart. To walk in freedom over fear in your life, you must guard what you allow into your heart and mind. If you have a sickness on or disease, do not focus on your symptoms, the pain, your weakness, or inability. Bind those things up and command them to come subject to the power in the name of Jesus Christ. Do not allow fear-filled words into your mind through a doctor or anyone else, especially not out of your own mouth. Amen? Do not speak fear-filled words. Well, what are we going to do? The Bible says you ought always to pray and never to faint or quit. Or give up You're to pray You know what that means These things will give an opening For a spirit of fear To enter your heart And your mind You're mesmerized By the by the intimidation And the bullying And the threat You're mesmerized by You don't need to be mesmerized with the devil You have seen the devil before. He is nothing new to you. He's just as ugly as he was the first time. Same is true regarding financial problems or any other circumstance you may face. Recognize when you are being attacked by fear and refuse to allow it to enter your mind. Take authority over every fearful thought, bind it, put it into the spiritual cage, and cast it out in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes, you can do that. Caleb and Joshua, regardless of the circumstances or problems you face, Keep your heart and mind fixed upon God and his mighty power. Set your mind for victory. Keep your thoughts focused upon God's faithfulness 
to fulfill his promises to you. When Jairus heard the report that his daughter had died, Jesus told him in Luke chapter 8, verse 50, Fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. Fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. Amen? But you've got to decide to do that. You have to decide to do that. No, Jesus is not coming from heaven to come sit on the edge of your sofa and do it for you. It's just not going to work that way. It's not going to work like that. There are things you have to do. If he had kept his heart and mind fixed upon the outward circumstances that his daughter was already dead, instead of on Jesus' power to heal, he would have been fearful and would not have been able to release his faith and receive the miracle he needed. Amen? You've got to take authority over your focus. You can't just sit there and let anything happen. That's called passivity. It's a sin. That's right. That is a sin. S-I-N, sin. When Jesus prayed for the girl, he put out all the fearful and unbelieving persons first before he healed her. Why? Because their fear and unbelief is a hindrance. In the circumstance you are facing, if the if a spirit of fear has gained a stronghold in your mind, it will paralyze your faith and block you from receiving the miracle you need. If you allow it to remain, it will cause unbelief to gain a stronghold, and it will be a sin, S-I-N, sin. That's right. Because Romans chapter 14, verse 23 Romans chapter 14, verse 23 says, For whatsoever is not of faith is sin. S-I-N said, It is those who do not doubt in their heart who will receive whatever they ask. Mark 11, 23. You should know that. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. But I don't know how Jesus is going to work it out. If you knew, you wouldn't be developing in faith. You don't know how he's going to work it out. Don't worry about it. Just trust him to get the job done. 
and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. There it is. Those who come to God must come in faith without wavering. Those who have fear and doubt in their hearts will waver, vacillate, go from side to side, back and forth, can't make up their mind if they're going to believe Jesus or doubt Jesus or believe Jesus or doubt Jesus. That's not going to work, folks. Those who have fear and doubt in their hearts will waver, and they will not receive anything from the Lord, and they will not receive anything from the Lord. James chapter 1, beginning with verse 6. James chapter 1, beginning with verse 6. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. In faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. You've seen that before. Let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. You can't afford to be in that position where you can't receive from God. Amen? That's just the truth of the matter. Satan will try to use a spirit of fear to attack your heart and mind and steal your peace and paralyze your faith so that you will not be able to take hold of God's promises by faith and receive what you need from him. You must resist every attempt of Satan to fill your mind with fear and the power of the Holy Spirit. You got to learn how to put that thing under the feet of Jesus Christ. Amen? God has made it possible for you to live life free from fear. Let me say that again. God Almighty has made it possible for you, say me, to live your life free from fear. It is possible for you to face sickness, disease, financial problems, family problems, trials, tribulations, death, and all the powers of hell without any fear. I didn't say the devil wouldn't come tempt you to fear. I said you can do it without the fear. To walk in this freedom and be the strong, bold, fearless warrior that God intends for you to be, You have to be in a relationship with your Lord where you're walking and abiding in his love. You're not questioning God's love for you. And some of you, that's one of the biggest open doors you have. You're questioning God's love for you. You're questioning his faithfulness to you. And you're questioning the faithfulness of the leadership to you too. 
It's time for you to grow up in that area. Amen. Praise God. If that's you, that's just you. Amen. Praise the Lord. In this relationship, as a child of God, you have received a spirit of sonship, a spirit of adoption, a spirit of sonship, a spirit of adoption, where you have full access to God. You have a heavenly father. You have a heavenly father who loves you. Why deny it? In this relationship where you come to God boldly in faith and in complete confidence, knowing that he will meet every need in your life, knowing he has delivered and will deliver you out of the hands of all your enemies. You're supposed to know this. Knowing there is absolutely nothing that can separate you from his love. You need to let go of your own foolishness. Amen? Knowing he has promised to never leave you. Knowing he is with you in every trial and every tribulation knowing he is faithful to his word and that he will fulfill every covenant promise to you. So now, do you know that you can cast your fear out? You ought to know it by now. When you face circumstances in which a spirit of fear attacks your mind, knowing you have been set free from fear, you must not allow it to enter your heart and mind. But as an act of your will, you must reject it and release your faith and trust in God. Amen? King David, everybody knows that he was a powerful, fearless warrior. He faced a lot of dangerous situations and dangerous enemies. Even he was attacked by a spirit of fear, but he decided not to give in to it. Amen. He decided not to give into it. In Psalm 56, verse 3, Psalm 56, verse 3, he says, What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. See, he made up his mind what he was going to do when fear attacked him. He wasn't going to sit there and cringe and shake and be worried and scared and backwards. He says, what time I'm afraid, I will trust in thee. It's about time you got to that place. It's about time. said that he would praise God's word because he put his trust in God. He would not fear what flesh could do to him. He refused to fear. He said, though a whole host of folks encamped against him, his heart would not fear. He had already spoken to his heart and said, look, we're not going down that fear street. It's just not going to happen. He made a decision. 
He made a decision and made the decision stick to cast out fear and trust God. Well, if David could do it, what about you? He used the powerful weapon of trust in God to win his battle against fear. He used the powerful weapon of trust in God to win his battle against fear. He used the word of God. What about you? In other words, he said, when the time comes that I feel fear overtaking me, by an act of my will, I will put my trust in God. And I won't back up. I will press forward in trusting God, no matter how the circumstances look, and I won't back up. I won't go back. As you release faith and trust in God, it will enable you to face every circumstance and the attack of the enemy without fear. Your heart and mind and thoughts and will and emotions will be fixed, fully persuaded and convinced that God will sustain you. Dangers will come. You live on earth. Dangers will come. Man will come against you. Sickness, affliction, trials, all the things that a common demand will come against you. Still live on earth, remember? But your heart and mind will not waver. Your feet will be firmly planted on the rock of your salvation. You will have a clear and firm understanding of God's provision for you. You will not only think it, but your heart will be fixed, fully persuaded, and there will be no fear. So, answer this. Tell yourself the answer. What are the fears binding you? Are you facing circumstances right now in your life that are making you fearful, tempting you to fear? Have you allowed a spirit of fear to build a stronghold in your heart and mind? Well, praise the Lord Jesus Christ for going to Calvary. Repentance is available for you. I don't mean that, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. No. Go and sin no more. That's what I mean. Go and sin no more. It's time for you to cast out the fears in your life and walk in new strength and power. That means new strength and power is available to you. Regardless of the circumstance you are facing or may face in the future, knowing that God has commanded you not to fear. Make a new commitment to him that you will not fear, but walk in his love and trust in every circumstance you face. Amen?
Jesus Christ has won the victory over Satan and his demon spirits, including fear, where Jesus' foot is, right on the neck of every enemy of fear in your life. One by one, take authority over them. Pursue, bind that enemy until every bondage of fear is broken and destroyed in your life. Face your circumstances without fear. Fear is not your companion. And if it has been, you all need to break up. Be the bold, fearless, strong Warrior of God that God has called you to be. Three is yours. Go out into battle to take the spoils of victory and do not fear. Amen? Amen. That's the word of the Lord. That's the word of God for the people of God. Amen? Amen. Yes, you need to recap. You don't have to ask me that question. You know you need to recast. You know you need to get that fear out of you. You know that fear has cost you some battles in the past. Amen. You need to be transparent when you go before the Lord. You need to be truthful with yourself. And you need to ask the Holy Spirit if you're being truthful enough. Amen? Fully transparent. Praise God. It's time for change. It's time for change. Oh, but I'm so in love with so-and-so. Well, let's see. Love for so-and-so. Go through the fire of God and see how it comes out on the other end. Amen. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Well, Brother Bill, there's some praise reports I've been waiting to hear. There's a bunch of them. I don't get through about half of them tonight, saints. If you don't hear your praise report read, it will be read next Wednesday. Praise you, Lord Jesus, for these wonderful praise reports. Now, saints. Whenever a doctor told me I had stomach cancer, I didn't go start crying. I didn't get in fear. I didn't cower in a corner and act like a little chicken. I broke that word first. I heard Jesus tell me right away to seek him. I went home and sought him for three days, and he healed me. It's your choice what you're going to do. I could have let. I could have sat back in fear and let the devil kill me. But no, you listen to what you're taught here. You will overcome no matter what the circumstances are. We just praise you for that, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for that. Let's start with these wonderful praise reports in case has. For almost one week, I've labored over what to do concerning a letter from a troubled family member. We didn't even take it from the mailbox until today. Thankfully, God showed us what to do with that letter, burn it, and answered my question about whether I should keep in contact, keep the contact info. No. Thank you, Lord, for honoring my desire to walk carefully and obey you. Yes. That's the key right there. What fellowship does light have with darkness? We 
praise you for that, Lord. The Lord tells you to disconnect, do it, and your walk will be so much easier. Sister Nicole has a praise report. The Lord has answered my prayers. I was in so much pain earlier, and the witchcraft that was being sent at me is being sent back in Jesus' name. The pain is mostly gone in Jesus' name. Praise God. I got out all my scriptures regarding return to sender and needed more firepower. Praise you, Lord. That's the key right there, using the word of God and deciding to fight instead of cower and run. Praise you, Lord. You're teaching us all how to fight, and we praise you for that, Lord. Praise you, Lord. I have Caroline has a praise report. Everyone in the community is shocked since the incident with Gracia has completely changed. She is operating under a different spirit. Amen. Praise you, Lord, for that soul. We give you praise and glory. Sharon has a praise report for five weeks. I've had a new job for five weeks. God's put in my heart to sing victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. I never understood why. I just sang it. Today on September 28th, the Lord gave me, gave our family a new member. A baby girl at 5.47 a.m. by nightfall, my son overdosed on heroin and died, and someone ministered Narcon three times and brought him back. Now, I know why God has put that song in my heart tonight, because Jesus has the victory. The devil comes to steal kill and destroy, but I fear not, because I know Jesus has the victory. Glory to the Lord, my King and Savior. Jesus, amen. What a wonderful testimony. Praise you, Lord. See what happens when you do what the Lord tells you to do? He's there to fight your battles, always. In cases, praise God. He gave us insight into ways how The spirit of fear has been operating among us. This is a great advantage. He has permitted us over the enemy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the revelation, knowledge, and the power and tools to resist the fight. And Saints, she had posted that back on September 30th. And look how appropriate it is tonight. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Your timing's always perfect. And she goes on to say, Praise, thanks to the soundness of mind and maturity to stand gained through deliverance. Today is the first time in my life I've left a doctor's office without feeling upset as I have been violated and manipulated into believing or doing unsuitable things. We took our dogs to the vet because they were under mind control, and the vet and the nurse kept saying things loaded with fear, disease upon disease, vaccine upon vaccine. They wanted us to do things to our puppy that are unnecessarily wrong. I spoke the name of Jesus, told the doctor to stop naming diseases and cursing my dogs. I refused all the unnecessary shots. I even wiped up the chemical-laced canola oil spray cheese they smeared in front of Theodore to distract him when he got his required rabies shot I am truly peculiar in society and I thank God for it amen yes you are 
part of his chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that show forth the praises of him that called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Of course, we seem peculiar to them. Sharon has a testimony five weeks ago. God gave me a, I'm sorry, I'm repeating that one. Here's a, another praise report from Caroline. Selena's court case has been put back until December. I put in a prayer request last week for Rohana. Her father tried to kill her. She is now living with her uncle, and she's getting driven to school back and forth and picked up. Praise you, Lord, for that. Praise you, Lord. You're taking care of her. And N.K. has another Praise report, I recently embarked on a new project, something I've never done before, known very little about. I was in a store needing an item for the project, and they offered two models. I asked the Holy Ghost. He said the right one was in my head. Praise Jesus for his loving guidance. It's better than I could have even imagined. Praise you, Lord. Lena has a praise report. Thank you, Lord, for the Wi-Fi so I can listen to your precious words tonight. Amen. And she also has another testimony. The Lord took away all my fears before I was going to bed two days ago. I kept praying and worshiping the Lord, thanking him in Psalms. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. KK says, I have really been struggling with fear specifically regarding a new job. As a result, I have acted up, acted about, sinned against the Lord, N.K. and A.K. Yesterday, I confessed my fear to N.K. and looked through the archives for a sermon. We found several, but I was looking for one slightly different. Now, tonight, Pastor's sermon is exactly what I was looking for and needed. Thank you, Pastor, and Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, praise you. And N.K. has another praise report. Friday night's teaching was a blessing in many ways, but I want to thank God especially for letting us grow closer as a body through the shared experience of battling fear, particularly the fear of not measuring up or fulfilling God's call on our lives. It is refreshing to know that he really is working in us to will and to do his good pleasure, and that we are beloved sons and daughters. Praise you, Lord Jesus. What a wonderful praise report. Amy Miller has a praise report. Friday morning, I was under attack. First thing, waking up at 5 a.m., I grabbed my paperwork, that my Bible verses and my Bible, and went back to my bed to lay down. I did spiritual warfare for an hour, and then I noticed no more attack. I got up and sang praises. It was a glorious morning glory to God. And yes, the more you do that, the less time it will take to pray those attacks off. Praise you, Lord Jesus. And Dina has a praise report. Thank you, Jesus, for no storm damage, just power and internet failure, brief water loss twice. God is good. Only one family member had a power failure with other brief water loss. We've all been restored. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Jory has a praise report. They told Lee he couldn't get eye surgery because of a payment not covered by insurance. I put a petition here, and the doctor waived the fee. He didn't want to delay the surgery. 
praise you, Lord, for answering that praise report. N.K. has another praise report. I I had judged and was suspicious of an animated film based on John Bunyan's allegory, The Pilgrim's Process, because I had been fearful and ignorant about the book and its author. Recently, I learned about John Bunyan's conversion ministry and persecution, which made me very open to the Pilgrim's Progress. We watched the movie twice and may do so a third time taking notes. Thank God for causing us to learn even after we fight you. Praise you, Lord. And N.K. has one more praise report. I want to thank you and bless you, God, for increasing our financial flexibility. Yesterday, K.K. went to the market to buy meats, and we learned that we could get free-range organic farm turkey. That was not too big for Thanksgiving if we put a down, down a deposit. My praise report is that he was able to give $60 right then. We didn't need to wait. The money was available. I remember years ago when our refrigerator was somewhat bare and grocery bills always caused stress. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Lord. What a blessing. And these are wonderful, awesome praise reports. And the saints are growing, Lord, and you're teaching their hands to fight and their fingers to war. And praise you for that, Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus. We give you all the praise. What do you think of these praise reports, Pastor Sabrina? They're wonderful. They're absolutely wonderful. And they show that people are actually applying the word of God to their lives. You see, you can come up here and you can listen to me preach, and you can come up here and listen to me preach, and you can come up here and listen to me preach. But if you don't take what I preach and use it in your life, what have you done? You've got an answer right in your hand but you haven't applied it. It doesn't work that way. You have to do your part, and your part is applying the word, doing the word, being a doer of the word and not a hearer only. I want to thank the Lord for these uh, beautiful praise reports. The saints are growing in faith. There's some more of you out there that ought to be placing your praise reports in the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room as well. We're looking forward to those. Amen? We want to thank the Lord for those. I want to thank the Lord that um, my jacket from the cleaners was retrieved the other day. I dropped uh, two items off before the storm hit, and I think I was informed that uh, they closed during the time they were expecting the storm, and so then they were behind for days and days with their usual work, and somehow or other, the tag fell off of my garment, and so uh, I was able to retrieve the jacket, and I fully expect to retrieve the pants. Amen? Praise the Lord. So, saints, God is working in the mundane, ordinary, everythings of life and in the things that we think are just too big for him. That's right. We have to change. We have to come to see God as being bigger than anything that could confront us because he really is, and that's walking in truth. Amen? 
Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm going to um All right, Lord. I'll do it that way. All right. Praise the Lord. Area code 770, you're on the air live in Jesus' name. Area code 770, you're on the air live in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes, I hear you just fine. I was surprised you picked up. Thank you, Lord. Um, I was just calling. I recommitted my life to Christ. Um a backslid in and I'm totally dedicated. I have not been going back and forth. I have no desire to do the things that I fell into and the things that I did. I just um will need prayer and like the strengthening of like my spiritual life and and praying has been very difficult for me. Um and just kinda of getting back my groove of, you know, the routine and I know the message I had like called in tonight and I hadn't called in in a while and um, the message really hit home because I had fear because there's been so many things going wrong in my body. Um, I did have at one point some severe back pain, which God healed me from. I know it was a spirit and I feel like there's a spirit that is attacking, like, I don't know, my nervous system, my legs keep getting like this twitching and my left side of my face um, is, is, irritated with like numbness and um a burning sensation but i believe god for my healing um i I was that person (laughs) that was fearing like god what is it what's going on um but i trust him and i just want prayer just to kind of get myself back on you know in my groove with prayer and just getting closer to the lord heavenly father in the name of jesus christ We thank you for our sister's recommitment to you and to truth, your truth, and to your holy word. We remit her sins of the past, of falling away in Jesus' name. And we ask you, Father, to fully restore her. To fully restore her in the name of Jesus. We take authority, dominion, and power over the spirits that would make praying difficult for her. We bind them in the name of Jesus Christ. We take authority, dominion, and power over the, you need to take a deep breath and cough, dear. This is real life. You're on live. We take authority, dominion, and power over the origins of the back pain. We bind those devils in the name of Jesus Christ. We command them to come up and out of her body, go into the cage to the feet of Jesus for judgment. We take authority, dominion, and power over the origins of the twitching in Jesus' name. All transferred demons come out now, bound in Jesus' name. Change, go into the cage to the feet of Jesus to be judged. Father, we thank you for releasing your angels to war against these demons in Jesus' name. The fear that has been in her mind and has immobilized her, 
We burned it in the name of Jesus. We command it to come up and out. All of it. All of it. All of it. Generational fear. Generational fear. Come out now. Bound in Jesus' name. Go into the cage to the feet of Jesus. Come on out. Come on out. Come out of her. Come out of her. Come out of her. You can't stay. All that generational fear. All that fear coming down the family line. Witchcraft. You're bound in Jesus' name. Generational witchcraft. You come out in Jesus' name. Uncleanness. Bound in Jesus' name. Come out of her in the name of Jesus. Cough that out. Cough it out. The numbness on the left side of the face and numbness in other par- body parts, you're bound. We bind you at the root. We uproot you. Old family demons. Old transferred in demons. We uproot you now in Jesus' name. Fire of God to consume you in the name of Jesus. You are bound. Go into the cage to the feet of Jesus for judgment. Come out of her. Come out of her now. Come out of her right now in the name of Jesus. You cannot Cough that thing out. Cough it out. Stop that manifesting and get out in Jesus' name. Come on out. Out. All of it. Every bit of it. All of it. All of it. All of it. Come out right now. Deep breath and cough from your gut. Make yourself microscopic and come out of her now in the name of Jesus. Right now. Come out of her. You cannot stay. Fire of God to burn you out of her in the name of Jesus. And all the other spirits that are supporting your wickedness. Come out in Jesus' name. Deep breath and cough, honey. Cough it out. You got to cough. It's my nose. It's just then blow it out. Thank you, Lord. Come on out, all the rest of it. Father, we thank you for taking this deliverance to completion in Jesus' name. The Lord says to tell you that he wants you up here um, on Miracle Internet Church every time we're on the air. Yes. Okay, I will. All right, Lord, she says she will. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. To be breath and release your prayer language. God bless you. We love you. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning Senator Josh Hawley pressed Attorney General Merrick Garland over what he called especially shocking reports of the FBI's raiding the Kent Kentnersville, Pennsylvania home of Catholic proactivist Mark Huck, according to a September 26 open letter. The Missouri senator wrote to Garland on Monday, accusing the attorney general of allegedly weaponizing 
federal agents against political opponents. It came after reports saying the FBI sent up to two dozen armed agents to arrest Huck in front of his family. See, that's called fear and intimidation. In the early morning last Friday, due to a local dispute a year prior. Now, here it is a year a year later, and all of a sudden you got to show up in the crack hours of the morning to harass somebody, and you need 20 FBI agents to arrest one person. Isn't this interesting? Yes, it is. Huck's wife, Ryan Marie, told the online news portal that the kids were all just screaming as the agents arrest their father at gunpoint. The man is not armed, but you need a gun. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I remember not too long ago, a few years ago, uh, there was this traffic stop. It was very minor, something with somebody's taillight. And the officer came to the point that he decided to harass the, the, the driver of the car. So the man jumped out and started running away from the officer. The officer's got his gun pulled out, and he's shooting at the man as he's running away from him. There were no drugs found anywhere. Well, the officer finally killed the man. He shot so many bullets at him that he finally killed the man, and he went to prison for it. Do you know, one of the main ingredients was that somewhere there was a camera recorded the entire event so that it could be presented in court. I'll let you think about that. I'll let you think about that. Using this kind of force to make an arrest for a single charge of simple assault is unprecedented, Hawley said in the letter. Not only did your office turn a local dispute into a national case, but the FBI reportedly executed the search warrant in as extreme a manner as one can imagine. The reports are especially shocking given that your office has so far turned a blind eye to the epidemic of violence across the country by pro-abortion extremists against pregnancy resource centers, houses of worship, and pro-life Americans. Violent acts that are prohibited by the very same law under which you are charging Mark Huck, the senator continued in his letter. The Justice Department alleges that Huck twice assaulted an abortion clinic escort in violation of the Freedom of Access the Clinic Entrances Act, commonly known as the FACE Act. Huck said it was to protect his 12-year-old son against the man who had verbally insulted the Huck, both of whom were then praying outside the Philadelphia Clinic. The incident took place in October of last year. Attorneys for Huck said the man filed a private criminal complaint after both city police and the district attorney declined to file charges. The case was ultimately dismissed. In May, a letter from the U.S. Attorney's Office informed Huck that he was the focus of a federal criminal probe into the incident. Now, this is called an escalation of demonic proportion. 
Hawley cited data collected by the Family Research Council, an American evangelical activist group and think tank detailing a total of 104 incidents of extremist violence against pregnancy resource centers, churches, and pro-life Americans, including firebombings and arson. All attacks followed the leak of the Supreme Court draft opinion on May 3rd to overturn a landmark decision legalizing the right to an abortion last Tuesday. An 83-year-old Michigan woman was shot in the shoulder while going door-to-door to canvass her community to discuss an abortion ballot proposal, according to the Right to Life of Michigan. Despite Hawley's repeated requests, according to the lawmaker, Garland has not identified a single prosecution the Department of Justice has made in response to the violence against pro-life Americans. I want to know from Merrick Garland directly why Biden's Department of Justice is arresting Catholic protesters like terrorists, complete with SWAT-style tactics, while letting actual terrorist acts like firebombings go unpunished, Hawley said upon releasing the letter. The corruption and abuse of law is out of control, Hawley said. Come January, the new Republican Congress must launch a thorough public investigation of the DOJ, the FBI, he added. The FBI has disputed the Huck family's account of the raid, saying no SWAT team or SWAT operators were involved. FBI agents knocked on Mr. Huck's front door, identifying themselves as FBI agents, and asked him to exit the residence. The agency's Philadelphia office said, while it is the FBI's standard practice not to discuss such operational specifics, We can say that the number of personnel and vehicles widely reported as being on scene Friday is an overstatement, and the tactics used by FBI personnel were professional in line with standard practices and intended to ensure the safety of everyone present in and outside the residence, its statement reads. Huck faces the possibility of 11 years in prison if convicted. Now, to say that I I came across another article where the neighbors, the people in the neighborhood, uh, confided to to a source that there were SWAT there, and there was about 20 agents there, and they could prove it by their own home surveillance cameras. They could prove it. Their own surveillance of their own property, the view was uh, covered what was going on on the street. So they can prove that what the FBI said was not the truth. Amen. This is the world we live in. We're requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. Bill Gates has said that it is impractical to insist on reducing meat consumption in order to combat climate change. Anyone who says that we will tell people to stop eating meat or stop wanting to have a nice house and we'll just basically change human desires. I think that that's too difficult, Gates said in an interview with Bloomberg. The billionaire went on to point out that such things do not necessarily have to play a key role in fighting climate change. Rich nations only make up a third of global emissions. 
with the remaining two-thirds coming from pretty basic things like shelter, calories, transport, and the use of good, Gates said. Even if the excesses of rich nations are curbed out of existence, are curbed out of existence. Did you hear that? It still won't be a solution to the climate change issue, he insisted. I'm looking at what the world has to do to get to zero, not using climate as a moral crusade, he said. Though Gates took a stance against from eating meat, he said he supports societies, listen to this, switching to synthetic meat. What is synthetic meat, Saint? In an interview with MIT Technology, that's Massachusetts uh, Institute of Technology, Technology Review last February, Gates said that he believes all rich countries should move to 100% synthetic beef. I don't think that's going to fly in the state of Texas. Though there might be a difference in taste between real and synthetic meat, well, what's he going to make it out of? Petrol? What's he going to do? Gates claimed that companies will make it taste better over time. (laughs) Eventually, that green premium is modest enough that you can sort of change the behavior of people or use regulations. Listen to this, or use regulation to totally shift the demand, he said. He wants to control you no matter what. Mm-hmm. However, Gates added that the poorest 80 nations will likely not be eating synthetic meat. For Africa and other poor nations, Africa, by the way, is a continent. For Africa and other poor nations, the billionaire expects animal genetics to dramatically increase the amount of beef per emission. Eating meat is beneficial to the human body. One study conducted by researchers from the Queensland Brain Institute in Australia found that selenium, a mineral found in meat and some other foods, has the potential to reverse the decline in brain function from old age to poor health. Another study conducted by researchers from the University of Adelaide looked into the health effects of total meat consumption in more than 170 nations. They found that consumption of energy from meat does result in greater life expectancy. Well, Mr. Gates and his dad were eugenicists. They don't want you to hang around this planet. Some studies have linked meat-free diets with improved health. However, nutritionists, whatever this man's name is, thinks that such research might be biased. Praise the Lord. Requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning a California university initiative with ties to Walt Disney Studios and other major companies is funding a grant program for student film projects promoting abortion rights, prompting concerns from pro-life advocates about the message the program intends to convey. The Annenberg Inclusion Initiative, part of the University of Southern California's Annenberg School for Communication and Journalism, unveiled the program in an August 17 tweet. The Reproductive Rights Accelerator Program Awards 
at least three senior film students a $25,000 grant toward the script development and creation of films about the issue of abortion. A statement on the film school's website the following day indicated that the grant comes in response to the U.S. Supreme Court's reversal of Roe v. Wade in June. The Dobbs v. Jackson's Women's Health Organization ruling overturned the 1973 decision that legalized abortion worldwide, restoring individual states' ability to regulate or ban the practice. The program intended to focus on reproductive health and political storytelling is funded by the Women Moving Millions nonprofit. The organization consists of 340 members who make a minimum of $1 million commitment to support initiatives for women and girls. Stacy Smith, the founder of the Annenberg Inclusion Initiative, stated that the curtailing of reproductive rights made it necessary to educate the public about abortion and the need to find legal solutions to protect marginalized communities. Entertainment has a unique ability to reach viewers and provide that education, Smith said, saying that our goal is to illuminate how many opportunities there are to use storytelling as a tool to expand the conversation and create substantial attitude and policy change. Nicole Hunt, the Life Issues Analyst for the Evangelical Parachurch Organization focused on the family, said that storytelling is an essential component in the culture wars waging over abortion policy today, contending that abortion activists are trying to shape the narrative surrounding abortion. The pro-life movement can and must counter these efforts with its own storytelling, Hunt wrote, She identified a film, Life Mark, produced by a former child actor and outspoken Christian activist as one such effort. Based on a true story, the movie tells the story of young people who experienced an unexpected pregnancy, chose life, and made an adoption plan for their baby. Hunt says the film is a moving account of the power of love and forgiveness. As the pro-life movement makes storytelling a priority, it will do more than change the law on abortion in this nation. It will move people's hearts and minds to see pre-born babies as worthy and deserving of life and love, she predicted. USC, uh, University of Southern California student Morgan Ferrier, said she wants the grant funds to do more than promote one side of the abortion debate. I would also fund stories about women who regret their abortions, the women who chose life and were happy with their decision, stories of abortion survivors and other individuals that don't fit the pro-choice narrative, she said. If they fund a political narrative for reproductive rights, I hope they would also fund a political narrative for unborn rights. The Annenberg Inclusion Initiative has received reports Support from, and drumroll, actresses Meryl Streep, Carrie Washington, Eva Longoria, Planned Parenthood, the nation's largest abortion provider, has also emerged as a supporter of the initiative. Karen Spurch, the organization's national director of arts, entertainment, engagement, referred to the project as a valuable tool. 
Additional supporters include leaders of Universal Music Publishing Group, Spotify, uh, Representative Castro from Texas. Several major corporations back the initiative, including Walt Disney Studios, NBC Universal, Sony Pictures, and Google. After Rose reversal, the Walt Disney Company was among 60 corporations that promised to reimburse employees if they traveled to another state for an abortion. An internal memo. You know those people have way too much money. If they've got money to spend this way, they have way too much money. An internal memo obtained by CNBC shows the company has promised to pay employees travel fees to get an abortion out of state. Chief Human Resources Officer Paul Richardson and Pascal Thomas, Vice President of Enterprise Benefits and Wellbeing, signed the memo. Our company remains committed to removing barriers and providing comprehensive access to quality and affordable care for all of our employees, cast members, and their families, including family planning and reproductive care no matter where they live, the memo states. Lord Jesus, we present this to you for your adjudications as the righteous judge. But, Lord, these people have way too much money. They have money to do things that you don't want them to do. Hmm. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. Can biological men get pregnant? Dr. Kumar, an abortionist, Planned Parenthood Gulf Coast, insisted that men can get pregnant during his testimony as an expert witness before a congressional committee hearing about the state of the abortion industry following the U.S. Supreme Court ruling that returned abortion laws back to the state. He, Kumar, who also serves as Planned Parenthood's primary and trans care doctor, primary and trans care doctor in Houston, Texas, was one of several witnesses who testified at a September 29th House Oversight Committee hearing title, examining the harm to patients from abortion restrictions and the threat of a national abortion ban. At one point in the hearing, Representative Andrew Clyde from Georgia asked Kumar, can biological men become pregnant and give birth? Men can have pregnancies, especially trans men, Kumar responded. Klein then asked the doctor to clarify his remark. Are you saying that a biological female who identifies as a man and therefore becomes pregnant is a man? Is that what you're saying? After Kumar told Clyde that his questions were missing the point, he maintained that somebody with a uterus may have a capacity of becoming pregnant, whether they're a man or a woman. An exasperated Clyde reacted to his statement, by declaring, we're done. This isn't complicated. Since has a uterus and is born female, they are a woman. That is not a man, and the vast majority of the world considers that to be a woman because there are biological differences between men and women. Any high school biology class teaches that men and women have different chromosomes. Females have XX and males have XY. I can't believe it's necessary to say this, but men cannot get pregnant and give birth. 
regardless of how they identify themselves. Clyde concluded his line of questioning by inquiring, why in the world would Democrats have brought in a person whose title is director of trans care for an abortion hearing when only biological women can become pregnant? Well, the back and forth between the two continued with Clyde taking issue with Kumar's suggestion that abortion bans are inherently racist, inherently classist, and fundamentally part of white supremacy agenda. I disagree strongly, and I am not white. Okay, have we have we taken that in? There we go. He noted that Planned Parenthood, has founded by Margaret Sanger, whom he described as someone who associated with white supremacist groups and eugenics, Margaret Sanger's entire focus was to decimate communities of color through abortion to eliminate their future generations, and that is the truth. In response to an inquiry from Clyde, estimated that he had performed likely thousands of abortions. This prompted Clyde to offer the doctor a rhetorical question. Do you believe you have terminated enough unborn babies to justify Margaret Sanger's belief and your continuance of her legacy? The exchange between Clyde and Kumar was not the first time that a clash has taken place on Capitol Hill over the idea that only biological women can get pregnant. At a Senate Judiciary Committee hearing earlier this year, Senator Josh Hawley objected to UC Berkeley law professor Kiara Bridges' use of the term people with a capacity for pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Would that be women, he asked. In response, Bridges suggested that many women, cis women, have the capacity for pregnancy. There are also trans men who are capable of pregnancy as well as non-binary people who are capable of pregnancy. Well, you know, when you go back and read Genesis, you don't see all these other categories. That's because God didn't make them. When Bridges asked Hawley whether or not he thought men could get pregnant, he replied in the negative. Bridges contended that such a belief was denying that trans people exist. Hawley's subsequent assertion that her stated confidence in the ability of trans-identified and non-binary people to have babies called into question the understanding of abortion as a woman's rights issue, led Bridges to accuse Hawley of engaging in a transphobic line of questioning that opens up trans people to violence by not recognizing them. The contentious conversations about LGBT issues and gender identity on Capitol Hill will come at a time when the biological differences between the two sexes has become the subject of multiple political debates. A Pew Research Center survey conducted in May reveals that 60% of the public agrees that sex is determined at birth. Policies allowing trans-identified people to enter opposite sex spaces such as restrooms and locker rooms and compete on sports teams that correspond with their chosen gender identity as opposed to their biological sex have resulted in severe pushback. Eighteen states have implemented laws requiring athletes to participate in sports teams that correspond to their biological sex. Advocates for these policies cite the biological differences 
between men and women as a factor, giving trans-identified males an unfair advantage over their biologically female counterparts and athletes. USA Powerlifting, which has implemented such a policy for its athletes, identifies those advantages as increased body and muscle mass, bone density, bone structure, and connective tissue. A separate study from the British Journal of Sports Medicine found that trans-identified males retain a competitive advantage over biological females even after a year of taking feminized hormones. My, so why are they having to take these feminizing hormones that God didn't give them that way? Hey, that's a good question. Adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. A few years ago, I offered to help an organization I had worked with in the past. They were excited by my offer since they had followed my work for years and agreed wholeheartedly with the positions I had taken. I had also made clear that I was not concerned about compensation. My goal was to help, but nothing came of it, so I simply assumed it wasn't God's timing or plan. It turns out there was more to the story. As a colleague within the organization explained to me, a key decision maker told him, that if they became publicly associated with me, then LGBT activists might target them for criticism and attack. And so, although they respected me and agreed with my position on these issues, appreciating the way I handled the culture wars, they didn't want a target on their back. When my colleague informed me about this, I replied, if they don't have a target on their back, they're doing something wrong. Really now. How can we affirm what God's word plainly says about homosexual practice, same-sex marriage, and transgender identity without being branded homophobes and haters and bigots and transphobes? How can we not have a target on our backs? To be clear, we are called to be peacemakers, not troublemakers. And we absolutely should be known for our love, our compassion, our kindness, long-suffering, and good works. But you can be assured that if the world hated Jesus, it will hate us too. Did you hear that, church? If the world hated Jesus, and it did, it will hate us too, and it does. The Lord said so clearly in John chapter 15, verses 18 through 21. The darkness will always hate the light, and the world will always reject God's word. This means... As we let our light shine and preach the truth and love, we will be hated and reviled by many. Or do we somehow think we can be more Christ-like than Christ? Some people do. That we can be wiser than Jesus, more loving than our Savior. Not quite, and not so. And what is one reason that Jesus said we would be persecuted? He said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 10, look it up. When we live righteously and when we stand for righteousness, we will be opposed and vilified. Count on it. Depend on it. It's going to happen. Of course, we can bring unnecessary trouble on ourselves and bring reproach to the name of the Lord by our foul conduct, whether it is through our hypocrisy, obnoxiousness, self-righteousness, immaturity, carnality, or something else. When we suffer for our folly, that's on us. It has nothing to do with the cause of Christ. But in today's hyper-aggressive LGBT activist society, you can be assured that for simply holding our ground as Bible-honoring, Jesus-loving believers, we will be attacked, criticized, slandered, and maligned. 
Consequently, if you are a leader in the body, someone called to live out and proclaim divine truths about concepts like life, salvation, morality, and family, you most certainly will have a target on your back. If you speak up for the unborn, you will be targeted. If you uphold marriage and family as God intended, you will be targeted. If you engage in effective outreach of the lost, you will be targeted. If you claim salvation is only through Jesus, you will be targeted. If you resist LGBT activism in the schools, you will be targeted. If you preach the word of God with brokenness and humility but without compromise or dilution, you will be targeted. It is inevitable and it is unavoidable. As summed up by Paul in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 10 through 12, in short, if we are not being persecuted, resisted, or targeted on some level for our godly living and preaching in Jesus, then something is wrong. Our Lord had a giant target on his back, as did his disciples, he said, in Matthew chapter 10, verses 24 through 25. Look it up. So be it, Lord. By your grace, we will not back down, and we will not flinch. Amen? Praise the Lord. Amen. We will not back down, and we will not flinch. Praise the Lord. So now, Brother Marshall is going to help us to pray about these adjudications in Jesus' name. With your help, Lord. Amen. Commit my works unto you, Lord, and my thoughts shall be established in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father. Your mercies are new every day. As I reckon myself dead to sin, dead to ungodly fear, dead to taking extra thought for tomorrow, dead to pride and selfishness, we continue to cast all of our cares. I and all of us continue to cast all our cares on you, Lord Jesus, and on your cross. Will you forever thrice nailed on there, triumphing over every demonic spirit openly in it. In Jesus' name, thank you for the power of your cross, Lord. We give you praise and honor and glory. I thank you, Lord, for the wonderful praise reports tonight. I thank you, Lord, that we can come boldly and joyfully before your throne of grace. I thank you that last time we were up on Wednesday. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He said, if any man thinks he knows anything, he knows nothing yet as he ought to know. I had to look that up today. So I thank you, Father, that I didn't have any idea why I was having problems with the phone last time. And I had to go to another room, and, and it was not very convenient, but it all worked out anyway. So we thank you, Father. Sometimes things are not convenient for us. They don't always go the way we want. But my problem was what a simple little oversight that I had made, but I didn't ask you first. So forgive me, Father, for not asking you for directions first. Sometimes you say men don't like to ask for directions, so forgive me for entertaining any spirit of pride and puffed upness and presumption and think, well, I certainly would know what's wrong with the phone. The phone always worked, but now it doesn't. So, Father, I thank you, Lord. You make the connections. We ask you to make all the connections that need to be made. We do pray for those who despitefully use us in every one of these situations. You told us to do that over in Matthew 5:44, And why do we do that? Because Jesus loved us. So we all need his mercy. We need his grace every day. Every day. More grace, Father God, each and every day. More grace, more grace, more abundant grace, Father God. We thank you for that grace, Father God. Even as Paul admonished Timothy, be strong in the grace of, of the Lord Jesus in, in uh, the Second Timothy excuse me, chapter 2, verse 1. So we need your strength. We need to be strong in the grace that's in Christ Jesus, that divine influence upon the heart. You mean 
Jesus loves each of us so much that he died on the cross, and he knew all of us from before the foundation of the world, and he doesn't make any junk, and he knows how to change us as we gaze into his eyes. He knows how to change us from being timid to being bold. Because as we get to know you, Lord, they that you know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Do whatever you want us to do as we listen to your voice and not try and do it presumptuously and not try to forget to ask you. So forgive me, Father, for all sins, known and unknown, and help me and my family and all of us to be fully delivered. You said a lamb for a house. And you said when I see the blood upon the houses where you are, the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you. And during this season, Father God, <clears throat> including with the full moon coming up, I think it's maybe Sunday, we plead the blood of Jesus over every door, every window, every electronic access, every type of access to each and every one of us, every, over, over every mind and heart for each and every one of us. And every witchcraft curse sent by hexes, vexes, curses, or whatever type of witchcraft curses, even just word curses from well-intentioned medical people, Father God, who don't seem to remember they're not supposed to do any harm to those they're treating, Every, sometimes people do harm by just speaking word curses. They just don't know it, even over the pets. So we cancel all those word curses, even over some pastors and people that might say, you did this nasty, dirty thing, and they don't know. Jesus knows all of our hearts, Father. Yes, we've all sinned in the past, but we're being changed day by day from glory to glory as we behold your face with open face. We're being changed. Our hearts are being sanctified by your grace, Father. And we thank you for changing us all so that we can come boldly before your throne of grace, Father. Say thank you, Father, for the gift of your Son. Thank you for the spirit of adoption, Father. We have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. And we thank you, Father. You're not like the human, Father. Some of them did pretty well, and some of them missed the mark a lot more, Father. Even my own daughters never heard me express real love to them when I went through a, a deliverance ministry many years ago, Father God. So we all need to be changed, and I'm being changed. But not, none of us have had perfect parents, Father God. But maybe some of us had pretty close to perfect. But, Father, the only perfect parent is you, because Jesus said only God is good. And you're the loving Heavenly Father who sent Jesus to pay that price. He hung on that tree to take our curses, and we thank you for doing so. I think for the power of your cross, Lord Jesus, we thank you, Father, Thank you for Colossians 2, 13 and following, in particular, Father, in Jesus' name. And you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Because of the blood of the covenant, every witchcraft curse returned to assemble as the spirits of sin, do those spirits intend to do to us, coming against each and every one of us, render unto our neighbors, assembled into their bosoms, their reproach, where they reproach thee, O Lord, in Jesus' name, because of the blood of the covenant. And Father, we plead that blood over all the family members of every believer, those that have been mind-blinded, those that have been bewitched. But we turn and we bind you, Satan. You, the mind-blinder, are perpetually continually bound, according to Matthew 18, 18, Matthew 16, 19, and Mark 3, 27. We first bind the strong man. We bind the mind-blinder. We bind you, Satan, every one of your underlings, named and not named. Every spirit of humanism, intellectualism, pride, rebellion, every spirit, every occultic spirit, every, every spirit causing evil good and good evil, saying, oh, well, we don't want to hurt people's feelings. Well, how about the Creator God who created all of us? 
None of us created ourselves. There's some people from the World Economic Forum that think they can do a better job than God. Father, we ask you to have mercy on the souls that they can receive your grace, Father God, and send the Holy Ghost to bring conviction, including those working in various levels of authority, Father God, including in schools, public schools, and those making decisions in federal and state and local levels, Father God, and grant them the gifts that they need, including those that are planning to vote in this coming election next month, Father God, about a month away. So, Father, we, <clears throat> Lord willing, we ask you, Father God, to send the Holy Ghost to inspire those that will stand for the truth, to actually go to the polls and vote. A lot of people feel discouraged, and what's the point? Well, the point is, if we gave us an opportunity to change things without resorting to the sword of steel, but using the sword of the Spirit, maybe that's a really good idea to do what he tells us to do. So we continue to cast all of our burdens upon you, Lord, and you will sustain us. You'll never suffer the righteous to be moved. Thank you for sustaining all of us and all those in harm's way, all the children in harm's way, all those in harm's way in every nation, not just the United States, every nation. It is not all and not all USA-centric. No, it's all God's people. In Jesus' name. And you said, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, your word says, The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. Did he just oppress the transgender types? Or has the devil been busy trying to um, come against maybe those that are standing for those that are standing for the truth as best they know how, in Jesus' name, including Josh Hawley, cut up and not Josh, well, Josh Hawley standing for the truth too, cut up a set of it again, trying to, trying to find out why this man in Pennsylvania, Mark Hook, H-O-U-C-K, was single, singled out to be arrested while the violence goes unabated against those that are pro-life, Thank you, Father God, for giving Josh Hawley, Holy Ghost, boldness to stand up. Thank you for having there to be some attorney general that actually seem to be interested in doing what's right in your sight, Lord. We thank you, Father God, for those that are standing for the truth and drawing many, many more, Father God, many, many more to your side, Father God, and sending the Holy Ghost to bring conviction because I can't bring conviction, some of my family members, but the Holy Ghost can. He had to bring conviction to me. When my wife took me to a church and I had my winter coat, my collar pulled up, and we, I was inside with my arms crossed. I was so willing and open to hear the good news, wasn't I? <laughs> I had a very, like a cast iron heart, Father God, and you just kept pounding away at it with your love. You kept tenderizing it with your meat tenderizer and saying, but, but why did Jesus have to hang on a tree for me? Think if you can change my heart, Father God. You got a hold of Saul of Tarsus. And Pat said you got a hold of Khrushchev's heart before he left this world. So, Father God, if you can get a hold of those that are standing against your word and your will, we ask you, Father, to get a hold of all those, including those in the FBI and all those that are being used as the enemy. And we thank you for the whistleblowers, and maybe the more than 10 of them have come out of the FBI to say, oh, things aren't quite right here in this agency. They're not telling everything the way it's being done. It's not being done. And some of them have been, like some of the people in the schools, just like Pat Holiday told us over and over and over again for years and years, that the people are being brainwashed in the universities and in those colleges to, to believe what? 
uh, to believe what the, the teachers are telling them. Why do the teachers telling them that? Who's funding them? Is the CCP and some other groups like that behind some of that? So, Father God, I don't know. But I've heard that might be the case. There's a lot of things I don't know. But, Father God, we ask you to move on the hearts of those from the CCP. We pray for everyone who despitefully uses us, Father God, because some of those people, they're deceived, and they're going about to try to deceive others. We thank you for bringing to light what needs to be brought to light in your time, Lord, in Jesus' name, including showing uh, Merrick Garland what he's doing to support the Biden, so-called Biden agenda, and not taking care of those that are being actually terrorized by bombings in uh, clinics where they offer free health care and free diapers and other types of pregnancy testing and and ultrasounds and all that sort of thing. Why is that so terrible? They just want to bomb those terrible people because, but why they're so terrible? Because, oh, they want to allow a woman to bring a child to, to life, to, bo- to be born? Seems that perhaps, Father God, there's spirits behind this. So we bind every one of those spirits of death, hell, and destruction. There's spirits that want to have child sacrifice, whether it's ca- causing parents to be brainwashed, to actually give unnecessary and possibly unhealthy so-called vaccines, maybe even but very unhealthy so-called vaccines to their own children, Father God. We ask you to send the Holy Ghost to bring conviction to those parents and all those, including Merrick Garland and all those that are not standing for actually supporting those that are in need, Father God, in Jesus' name, including those in the medical community. And we thank you, Father God, that at least Bill Gates is willing to admit that that meat uh, could be helpful for people in some areas. Of course, he's a great scientist. He's a great doctor. Oh, isn't he? Oh, no, he's just what? He's just a computer geek who maybe didn't really come up with that in his own garage, did he? <clears throat> maybe that's uh, whatever. Maybe some spirits helped him get into that position to have lots of money so that he could use it to do what? To fulfill Margaret Sanger's quest to do um, not so nice things to people of color. Because <clears throat> he really has openly, 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 openly said he wants to... Re- to keep the world's population from growing too fast by reducing it with, with the help of vaccines. Well, if the help of vaccines can help the population not grow very much, maybe even be reduced by more than 15%, <clears throat> maybe even fulfilling the Georgia Godstones event, well, of course, if that doesn't work, there's always the alternative of, of, of a different world war or, or whatever else they want to try and dream up. But, Father, we're in a what some people say is a fourth-generation, fifth-generation warfare where the, the CCP said that they don't want to use, you know, bombs and guns and tanks and all that sort of stuff. They want to just use psychological warfare, and we know that that's the battleground. So we hold every thought captive and subject to the complete obedience of the Lord Jesus Christ and Nazareth. We bind every high thing, every mind-blinding spirit, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We cancel assignment to all those in authority, those that will be in authority, and those coming up with the upcoming election in the United States and every other area, every other jurisdiction, not just Canada, not just with those in France and Macron and all those in the different areas in Europe. And many people in Europe are starting to wake up. So why are they taking away all the fuel? Why are they taking away the ability to keep warm? What's the game plan? Why are they trying to take away regular food? Why would they want to do that? Who's the they anyway? So, Father, we ask you, Father God, as, as you're exposing these things, even as we've asked, Father God, and we thank you for bringing them all to light, Father God, in your way and in your time, in Jesus' name. Even like you said in Matthew 10:26, in Jesus' name. 
Jesus says, fear them not, therefore. Oh, we're not supposed to fear the enemy? No, we're not. Fear them not, therefore, for there's nothing covered that shall not be revealed and hid that shall not be known. We thank you, Father God. They're ex- being exposed by their antics, being exposed by their ridiculous comments that uh, <laughs> that transgender men can have babies. Father God, I think we bind that spirit of confusion and absolute spirit of ungodly control, trying to bring confusion. Because, Lord, Heavenly Father, you're not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. We bind the spirit of confusion, sexual uh, identity confusion. Every spirit and all the root causes of it, we cancel their assignments, whether it comes from kind of movies, whether it comes from, uh, used to say, Father knows best. Now it says, who knows best? Oh, Biden knows best, or, or Merrick Garland knows best, or, or this guy that works for Planned Parenthood knows best. Why does he know best? Why does Father God not know best? Because most people don't know their Heavenly Father the way he wants us to know him. But Jesus came to expose your name, explain your name to us. He came in your name, Father, and you're keeping us by the power of your name. And we thank you for keeping all of us continually, moment by moment, by the power of your name. We thank you, Father. Just like it says in John 17, 11, in Jesus' name. And Bill Gates is concerned about the richest nations being switched over to eat fake meat Maybe it'd be fake meat because of what's going to be put in them. Oh, the stuff they put in the injections, is that right? The stuff they're trying to sprinkle from the clouds and all that stuff from the from that all that stuff. Father God, we're trying to put all that stuff in people. Why is that? Because not everybody ran out to get the jab, Father God. We bind the spirit of ungodly fear, causing people to seek help from man instead of from you, Lord. Looking for going to into idolatry. We bind every spirit of idolatry. We bind every spirit behind the Stockholm Syndrome, where people actually worship the one who's holding them in bondage and want to be obedient to them. What was that girl's name? Patty Hearst, many years ago. She was a wealthy heiress, and she was kidnapped for money, and she was being held by her captors, and she went along. Apparently, she helped rob a bank for them because she was connected with all kinds of nasty spirits from that kidnapping, Father God. And some people have been kidnapped in their minds, their brains, their mind-blinding spirits. Have taken, we bind those mind-blinding spirits coming against all the family members of every believer and all those coming into the body of Christ. And every nation, every single nation in Jesus' name, including those working at the Queensland Brain Institute in Australia, and all those, cut about that, they at least tell a little bit of the truth. Selenium can be really helpful, and it does come from red meat, and that can be helpful, but you can also get it in the supplements, at least at the moment. Of course, they've been trying to get rid of supplements for many years. Why is that? Why do they want people to eat fake meat, Father? So we thank you for bringing all these things to light, even as Pastor Sabrina has so carefully printed, uh, uh, put out for us to look at and, and read to us. And we thank you for helping us to understand these things, so-called reproductive rights. What is this about reproductive rights? You mean it's the, product, it's the right to not produce. That's what they want. They want people to not produce because that's Satan's whole plan, just like he did with the, um, uh, with the Jewish boys. When, when Moses was born, <clears throat> they were supposed to take their baby boys and throw them to what, the crocodiles? <coughs> to feed them to the river gods? Because they were, they were in big-time idolatry. And they wanted to feed the little babies' boys because they didn't want the, all the Jewish boys. 
they didn't mind having a few girls. Maybe they'd use them for their little, whatever, make, make them bakers or whatever. Maybe they'd use them for something else like they're trying to do in this nation, having the people flood across the southern border, using them for their personal pleasures. Father God, but we thank you, Father God, that you not only saved Moses, you saved your people. And how did you do that? You did that by the blood of the Lamb. And you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. We overcome the accuser of the brethren by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. And we what? We don't love our lives unto death. Why is that? Because Jesus is our life. That's what it says over in, in Colossians chapter 3, verses around 3 and 4. Christ is our life. And when he shall appear, we're going to appear with him in glory. So what's the worst thing that can happen? Hey, we get to be with Jesus. That's the best thing. So, Father God, we thank you for hearing these prayers. We ask for your divine help and intervention adjudication for every one of these things, including all these people putting out this nonsense about so-called reproductive rights. <clears throat> And trying to make people think, oh, this is terrible, terrible, terrible to allow a woman to bring a baby into the world. I admit the world is going through a challenging time right now, Father God. But you created all of us for your purposes and for your glory. We didn't create ourselves. You created us. There's only one God who does the creating. Maybe Satan wants to pretend he can create something. He's pretending, but he can't do that. He can't. He can pretend that a man can have a baby, but the proof's in the pudding. We'll have to see that, <laughs> have to see it. And even that, I might not believe it, Father God. At least I thank you, Father God, for allowing me to get through college and manage to learn a little something in the study of life. We thank you for that, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for the, the new movies that are coming out to expose and try and help people with the, like Jesus taught people, with parables and with stories, with allegories and different things. And people actually see that, you know what? There's a way to get the story across without being con- contentious, but to help people see that, hey, you know what? There's some women that really didn't want to have abortions but had them, and, and, and they didn't do so well after the other ones that actually brought babies into the world, and I know one personally, and she's so glad that she did. And all of her friends are telling her, oh, okay, get an abortion. Oh, yeah, it's a quick fix, and then you can go on and take care of your life. This is really inconvenient. So do we worship the God of convenience, or do we worship the creator God? Do we worship the God of S-E-L-F? Or to worship the only true creator God who sent his son to reveal him and his name to us. So, Father, we bind every one of these mind-blinding spirits. And we thank you for those that are standing up for the truth in every different area and exposing all these people from all these different groups that are standing to support Planned Parenthood and all these other groups and all these different uh, people in the in the uh, entertainment industry, Annenberg and all these different groups. The Merrill's Streeps and all those, Father God, we thank you for bringing it all to light, Father God, in your way and in your time, including those at Walt Disney. What did, certainly, they would never want to groom children. They wouldn't want to try and, and push a, a witchcraft and sorcery like the Little Mermaid and have people worship a witch under the sea and can try and control people, because I've seen how that's helped. Uh, some people that be captured by Satan, at least temporarily. But, Lord, you came to set all the captives free from broken hearts and every other thing. Because, Jesus, you can never, ever, ever lie. And you did not come in your own strength. Father God sent you as the anointed one, the Christ, the Messiah. And it is written, Jesus says in Luke 4:18, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Father, that's why Jesus came. His arm's not too short to save. We ask you to set at liberty them that are bruised in Jesus' name, including those that have been used by the enemy, 
And we ask you to remove those that need to be removed if they cannot repent, Father God, and replace them with those that can do your bidding, Father God, not just in the not just in the elected positions, Father God, and the appointed positions, Father God, and those that look like they're elected, but they're selected positions, Father God. We ask you to remove those that need to be removed in your way and in your time, and you can do it because we can't. Your arm's not too short to save. We thank you for delivering us all from every one of these plans, from the groups, the demons that were behind, behind Margaret Sanger and the similar people like Bill Gates who want to who were controlled by supremacist groups who actually believe in eugenics, who actually believe in getting rid of human beings. Why? Because they're fine other spirits that are not necessarily human spirits, not created in God's image. And you said, he that sheddeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed. Now, I'm not advocating anything immoral, illegal, or anything like that. But, Father God, you know how to deal with them. And you said that the people that do these nasty, nasty things, Father God, you know how to deal with them. And you told us in your word, like, like who was it, Mordecai? Was, was singled out by Haman to be, to be going to gallows, so he had this nice big gallows built. But, so he made that thing, and who ended up on the gallows? Just like it says in Psalm 7, beginning at verse 15, he made a pit and digged it and has fallen into the ditch which he made. His mischief shall return upon his own head, and his violent dealing shall come down upon his own pate. But I will praise the Lord according to his righteousness, and will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. We sing praises to your name, Most High God. We thank you that you're above fear, you're above taking anxious thought for tomorrow. You're above spirit of corruption and including every spirit of greed and every ungodly spirit of witchcraft curse and every ungodly curse in Jesus' name. We thank you for exposing everything that they've done, bringing it to light in Jesus' name. And you said if somebody tries to steal something when they're hungry, it says somewhere over in Proverbs 6, around verse 30, men do not despise the thief if he steals to satisfy his soul when he is hungry. Many people in the world may be a little bit hungry now, but Lord, oh my, help us, Lord. But if he be found, he shall restore sevenfold. He shall give all the substance of his house. All these spirits of sorcery trying to control and steal things from people, things that rightly belong to the body of Christ. But the kingdom of God is within righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Those spirits trying to steal that spirit of peace from the body of Christ, we bind you. In Jesus' name, because Jesus paid a huge price that we might have peace, made peace by the blood of his own cross. And the work of righteousness shall be peace. And the effect of righteousness shall be quietness and assurance forever. So Satan, you're bound all your underlings named and not named are bound from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We command there be no footnote for the flow of power, communication from the demons down there in the second heavens, the bush and the deep, to everyone we've interceded for, including those in every area, not just Planned Parenthood, not just those in the FBI, those at the, um, whatever that group's called, with Merrick Garland, the judiciary, and all those people who pretend to stand up for what's right, but they're actually fulfilling an agenda that's not of God. Father, we ask you to expose everything that's been going on and cause their own plans to fall back on their own heads. Father God, because that's what you plan to do. You said it over and over again in your word. Also in Psalm 9 and also in, in Psalm 25 in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father God, for performing your word in Jesus' name. But for all those that are standing for the truth, Father God, you said 
Let them be confounded and put to shame to seek after my soul. Let them be turned back and brought to confusion that spies my hurt. Let them be a staff before the wind. Let the angel of the Lord face them. Let their way be, unless they can repent, Father God, let their way be dark and slippery. Let the angel of the Lord persecute them. But without cause, without cause, let me without cause, they seek for my soul. Let destruction come upon him at unaware. Let his net, let his kid check himself into that very destruction. Let him fall. If you get a hold of Christians, if you get a hold of some of these people, Father God, and my soul shall be filled with love. So rejoice in this salvation. And all my bones shall say, Lord, who is like unto thee?